Hey guys, welcome back to the Paraconnection Podcast. You're here with Schuler, Nate, and Ryan. Sadly, Kaylee won't be with us tonight. She had a couple things pop up. That's all right. We're going to go ahead and move forward with tonight's podcast because we have a guest that is meeting with us tonight. His name is Dwayne Johnson. He's from Oregon. So we'll let him introduce himself and kind of give a nice little intro once we get that call going through. But um, I think today's podcast is going to be pretty good. We're going to talk about some basic paranormal investigations and different types of methods and approaches along with protection methods. So I know we've kind of knocked on that topic before, but I think Dwayne's got a couple of points that he's going to make out to us that he likes to do during a investigation when it comes to protection to be safe. So all right, so what we're going to do is go ahead and jump into the call with Dwayne. It was myself and Nate. Ryan wasn't able to make the call with us, but that's okay. We're not going to hold that against you, Ryan. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Nate and I, we were able to talk with Dwayne ourselves, so we had a little you know, good 20, 23 minutes worth of talk time with him. So we'll go ahead and start with that conversation first. And then we'll jump into the second part where myself, Nate, and Ryan talk about our own personal experiences with paranormal investigations and protection. So let's go ahead and move forward with the call with Dwayne. Here we go. All right, Nate, we got the call through to Dwayne here. Dwayne, can you hear us? Yep, I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Awesome. We can hear you just fine, man. You're coming through clear. How are you doing? Oh, I'm pretty good. How have you guys been doing today? That's good. Pretty good. Pretty good, man. Yeah. Yeah, over here in Indy, we uh, finally got some warm weather coming through, so we're enjoying it pretty well, but we might have some rain, but warm rain I'm fine with. Yeah. Yeah, rain is life in Oregon, so (laughs) I know what you mean. Yeah, you are on the West Coast. If you don't mind, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, uh, how you got into the paranormal, reaching out to us, all that good stuff. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, well, uh, my name's Dwayne Johnson. I always hate to say it, but it's like The Rock. So that's how people remember my name pretty well. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I started back in uh, Michigan, like I felt like about 10 or 12 years ago, actually. Um, just like, you know, researching, messing around with as a kid, just looking at little haunted places in my area. And always like, even when I was younger, I was interested in it. But back then was the first time I could really uh, investigate because I was old enough to kind of go off on my own. And then after that, I kind of just always read about it. And then I got lucky enough to go to a university that was kind of haunted. And then that's really where I felt like my career uh, took off and spawned off. Um, right now, it's funny. I was off, I was on a break on it for a long time. And then when I moved back out here to Oregon, I uh, got into actually just messing around with just like cleansing and tarot cards. And um, I told people about my past and they found it so interesting. And they were like always wanting stories. And I'm like... Well, those are old stories. I can find something here and show you some evidence, you know? (laughs) And so uh, I dove back into it again, and ever since I've been loving it again. So, I mean, I've probably just started back investigating again for the last, like, two or three months, and I've already grabbed some pretty good stuff. So that's a little about me. Wow, Dwayne, that's pretty cool. You know, I remember when you reached out to us, you said West Coast, and I instantly thought California, because typically that's where I've had more contacts come from. But you're out there in Oregon, and I have to say, yeah, oops. You're, you're, well, you're, he's our first contact from Oregon. That's well, pretty cool. I have family that lives in Oregon, too. So when you guys come out, then we could definitely do some investigating. But, yeah, most people are from Cali. I know it. I run into them all the time out here. So well, That's all right, man. It makes you unique, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I got to hold it down for out here in Oregon. From what you were saying, you kind of jumped into the whole paranormal game when you were reaching into, like, the college level. Is that right? 
Yeah, that was uh, the time I actually was able to like really dive into it because I it was funny. I just felt like it was one of those things where it was a lot easier to tell your mom like uh, I mean when you're in college to like go and like hunt like a local cemetery near your uh, near you or a haunted place near you, and then you don't have to come home and say, "Oh, mom," she's like, "Where are you at?" Uh, walking around a cemetery looking for ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know I've had some conversations like that with my mom, and she flipped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know the feeling. <laughs> it's like, come on now, you know now what I mean? Now they don't care. Yeah, now, now they don't care. They just look at you weird like, you're my child? What? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I've accepted it now, so it's like I'm good with it, you know? Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather be paranormal than normal anyways, but... Mm -hmm. So, Dwayne, um, have you had any, any experiences or interests before you got into the college level, like growing up young or anything, or did it just kind of happen... It was weird, but I mean, because more so as a kid, it was just one of those things where, I mean, I just read the books when I was about, I remember seven years old getting the books out of the, the library and just reading them like, oh, this is cool. And I was like, oh, why don't people talk about this if there's so many accounts and stories of it? So even as a kid, I was kind of like, oh, if I could see this and find it myself, then there's no way you can disbelieve it. Then I found like, no, some people can have it happen right in front of them. Like, nope, I can't believe it. So I was kind of like more so curiosity to say, oh, if I can see it and actually hear a voice or something, then... You know, I, I guess there's no, you know, no way I couldn't believe that this like type of world exists or all these things are out here. So that's really what drew me to it as a young person. Gotcha. That's really interesting, Dwayne. Yeah, I have to agree. You know, I never really looked for anything. I knew of it, but I never thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. I'm just like, okay, that's different, you know, but I was more into video games, zombies and skeletons, but uh, high school time is kind of when it hit me. I got bored. You know, I wanted to do more than just hang out with my friends at the mall and play video games. So started watching Ghost Adventures, and next thing you know, I'm a ghost investigator. I wasn't allowed to believe any of that stuff because my stepmom was Pretty kind strict. of, yeah, like nothing. Halloween was evil. Everything was evil. But my dad was just like, whatever. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I noticed my dad was cool about it. My mother was like the kind of religious one, so it was like no familiar spirits in my house, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I'm scared of all of this now. Well, and then like the Halloween thing was interesting because, you know, Halloween wasn't originated as like a blood and gore, whatever it turned into. It was yeah. actually a pagan holiday. Yeah. Celebrating the, the uh, Festivus. Or getting getting ready for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Didn't it kind of tie into like protecting the community against evil spirits yes. too? Yeah. Yep. And and yeah. you no, know, that's cool that you're talking about Halloween, Nate, because that kind of goes into our topic today. We're gonna talk about paranormal investigations with Dwayne along with protection measures. So I guess that kind of ties into the history of like the first big method of protection, which used to be Halloween, but nowadays it's just like a commercialized gory holiday to get scared mm -hmm. yeah it used to be so much more though so nate along with that um were you really into the paranormal before i met you in 2017 at the library did you really yeah i was just it? all those shows just the shows yeah, yeah i was obsessed with the shows and then i realized that it was all fake yeah a lot of it's not all of it, not all oh, i know wasn't that so disappointing i was like guys you're making it so hard for all of us now out here <laughs> Maybe 95% of it's fake. That 5%, there probably are some real things. There's no way all that happens in one night. Mm -mm. No way. Especially back-to-back -to, -back to locations. No That's the weird part. I noticed, like, when we think about, like, when we do our investigations, you'll get that one good hit, and you're like, yes, I got that one good piece of evidence. It's like, these people are having, like, things walking, things thrown. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. You've been facing <laughs> right? for weeks in a row, and nothing's ever happened. Oh, yeah. 
back to back week after week and nothing i mean we might get a little light anomaly we might get a a little random sound underneath something but no door slamming nobody getting slammed against the wall i mean so Dwayne, going into paranormal investigations sir let's see here what would you say um good well let me let me kind of bring that back a little bit with Mm -hmm. your team how do you investigate how how do you guys approach a paranormal investigation what are your guys's method mindset going in okay well since it's funny because now we are like such a new team like it's kind of like three four of us but it's like we're brand new we we need a name so anyone listening to this or hears this please shoot names towards me i I need them um but uh our main thing is like for me i always kind of give everyone kind of roles really and it's like we all fall into those roles like naturally kind of how we came on the team so some people might be like focusing more on just like i know one girl she's kind of like into like witchcraft and things of that nature she'll maybe focus on just protection methods right things like that i know i like to focus a lot on the history and just like the equipment we might bring and now i have a guy who's like really big into like the video and just like recording so he makes sure all of our sound and just like uh we have like our camera set so i really like i don't know it kind of divvy up the duties now because i remember back in the day when I was um, doing this really by myself mainly it was me doing everything and so it was like it was like almost making a checklist of just like all right make sure I remember this this and that and then dive (laughs) in there you know and it's just like so much easier when you got help because you got someone that wants to do like maybe even just oh I'll handle this on our YouTube and upload this and that and the afterwards and I'm like, well, I'll be handling this. So when we go into investigation, we can give a little history of the of the place and just know kind of certain spots even we want to check out. So, oh yeah, I totally agree on that. It, it does help a lot. Mm-hmm. And I found that out, you know, getting Nate and Ryan and even Kaylee on the team now, we've been able to do the same thing: more distribution of roles and being able to make our team a little more more. It's just easier to make the team breathe, and we kind of just function easier. So I totally get where you're coming from on that, Dwayne. Mm-hmm, 100% yeah and I mean I, I, for me it's funny because like I said the a lot of our new members are still like I guess learning like really like their main roles but it's like it's good because everyone is kind of getting a chance to uh learn a little bit more as they go about this as well you know I can probably open up their roles to something more too so it's good it's a revolving roles I call it oh yeah absolutely yeah. so a little quick uh, history on your paranormal team what was it like when you first started up to the point of where you're at now with your current team well, because this team here in Oregon is really brand new, like literally like this team is about, I'd say like two months new so. So there's really not much of a history with them. I can say for my other teams in the past when Michigan was the ones which we kind of had a bit longer. Um, the history more so, I guess you could say about them was it was a bunch of just friends. And that's why I think the, the problems lie. Cause it was more so friends I brought into it because I had an interest in it, but their interest wasn't as much into it. But the people I have now, which just makes me so excited is they're just as interested and I said I've never had this where I don't have to like drag you to come to like do this for me you know just because you say you're part of a team uh these people like all I found them at different spots like one of the guys I I met him actually going to a class talking about just paranormal stories and stuff one time and I was like well you want to go on investigation all right and it was like like perfect so I like the people out here they're really about it and it makes it so much easier nice Dwayne yeah I can really relate with that you know a lot from my team in 2011 to 2012 to 2014, 16, and now, you know, 2019. And I'm sure Nate and Ryan and Kaylee, especially Nate, cause he's been here the longest out of the rest of the guys. He's seen some changes in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of things have really 
you know, increase to be on a better level than they used to be. And, and you're so right, you know, it's, it's good to have your friends there with you, but if they're not really into it, like how you are, it's not really going to better your team or your efforts. So going mm-hmm. out there, finding new people for the paranormal that's already into it, that can also not only help your team, but establish new friendships. So it's a really good thing. <laughs> No, that's very true. And I feel like uh, just like with finding people that were already kind of like into it, a lot of times it just seems like their enthusiasm is a bit like different than when your friends are just kind of like, I'm just happy to hang with you. <laughs> you know, <kinda>. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, going on with that too, into the paranormal, um, let's get on to the investigation part, Dwayne. Do you have any good investigations, whether it's from, you know, the first day that you started with the paranormal up until now? Do you have any good investigations you like to elaborate on? Tell us about some yeah. you got, places. Yeah, definitely. And I guess this one ties into like the protection. It's almost like the first story I like to tell everyone about my paranormal experiences because uh it ties into me really just getting started and everything in general. But uh so yeah. like I said, I started in college and uh the reason was uh there was like a church that they said was having um things going on and everyone knew like I was kind of into the paranormal so they invited me over there right and I was like all right let me check this out or whatever so I uh went over there a few times talked to the people over there they seemed like they were pretty cool or whatnot and then um I wouldn't have any like issues you know what anything I wouldn't see anything over there so I'm like whatever and then um I came back another time they were freaking out and I was like all right well let me actually like buckle down and that's why I dragged my friends and we really investigated the place and nothing but they're saying they're seeing shadows and everything else back there so i'm like okay maybe these people are seeing it maybe not uh funny because this ties into where i started doing protections and cleansings and things like that um about four years later actually <laughs> and I, I don't know i tie it to this because they were saying they were seeing so many shadows around the school and stuff i'm walking across the uh the campus just like walking across to my apartment and uh, I look up in my apartment, you know, just, and all the lights are on for some reason. And there's like a big shadow something about 10 or 11 feet, like touching the ceiling almost in my room. Jeez. And I saw it straight through there. And this is why I was like, okay. So it was kind of funny because I was calm about it because I knew exactly what it was. Like, oh, that's a shadow creature. It's right in my room. Why is there a ghost in my room? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's what I've been chasing the whole time. I said, so dang, it followed me home. That's the first thing I thought. And um, it was funny, I was always, when I went upstairs, all the lights were off upstairs, our door was locked and everything. I saw the thing move across. It was the freakiest, the most surreal type of thing I saw, but it was kind of crazy how it moved across. And then I saw two red eyes while it like looked through like the blinds at me. So I was like, okay, I know what this is. Ran upstairs. They even watched, looked at the footage, nothing. And then after that, I don't know, I always kind of felt kind of weird or whatever. And I just, I don't know, I did like went to like, I guess like a tarot reader who was like into cleansings. And that's where I kind of learned like, yo, if you go on investigations or you deal with spirits, sometimes you might have to cleanse yourself because there's other things that can follow you. And uh, to this day after that investigation, I was like, I'm always going to cleanse. And I, I mean, I still got pictures from that investigation. It was like the best one I ever did, like in a Catholic church. And it was just like amazing. Wow. Hmm. That's really interesting, Dwayne. Yeah. Like, I mean, first off, you got a stereotypical shadow person creature story. And I, and I love those a lot. And then for the fact that you actually had a personal encounter, you know, I can even sense the sincerity of it, like what you saw. But you weren't really scared of it like most people are. You're like, okay, here we that go. That was the funny part, though. Like, I was happy to see it because it was like almost kind of like how I told you as a kid, I always wanted to say, if I saw it myself, then I can believe it's true. And I'm like, I can believe how people can say ghosts or or whatever it is may not be real but like when you actually see it you're like okay because 
it was a surrealist thing. It's it glided across there. It glided across and it turned on every light as it went across each room. I said, this wow. is real. I was freaking out. I said, I've never seen the, never saw one again, never seen anything like that again, but I knew exactly what it was. Saw how it like moves, the energy manipulation, everything. And I was just like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> it was, yeah. I almost wondered though, but it's funny thinking about that too, because I was like, maybe the, the thing was following me naturally. Uh, but I said, I wonder if that apartment like suffered from that. Like, I always wonder like if things like that like stayed there or did it probably follow me for a while until I actually started cleansing myself. So it's interesting. Hmm. It's very interesting. I mean, you're giving me cold chills because I'm thinking back to the uh, this old insane asylum that we used to investigate from 2011 to 20, late 2014, roughly. And I had a similar encounter. I've had things follow me home, which only happened once, but that's because I brought objects back with me. Yeah, and yeah. Once I took them back, I said prayers, you know, I put it back in the location. The same night, everything stopped, but it didn't stop yeah. for a whole month because I didn't know what was going on. And things got so bad, I felt sick every day. I had to go to the doctor twice. And yeah, I finally woke up and I'm like, yeah, th this isn't any type of normal thing. There's something going on. I I've been doing paranormal investigations. Wake up, Schuler. <laughs> you know, and, and then on top of that, um, I haven't seen a shadow creature like that, Dwayne, but I did see at the same location a woman in white. And I've talked about both of these stories back and forth, so I, I won't go too much into detail about it, but mm. I can talk to you a little bit more in detail after. But um, I saw a woman in white, and she did like the same thing that your, your shadow creature saw. And she was a woman that actually, you know, I could tell she was a female. And she yep. was white, she had no feet. She glided from one spot of uh, this giant courtyard that we were in. Yeah. Went to another side and then she just disappeared in the smoke. Literally like smoke from a cigarette. And it was just really weird. And that was yeah. the only time I've ever seen a quote unquote ghost like you. Yep. And it was so surreal and I'll never forget it. So I like I like it though because when you finally had that first real experience, because it's like we get like hits, like you say, with stuff all the time out there where people are like, Oh, your pictures are cool, you got like this, this, that. I'm like, but when you actually see it like that close and you're like, Whoa, I don't I don't know how to comprehend this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your whole vision changes, your reality changes. It's not on TV, it's literally right there with you in life. It's so mm -hmm. And it's like, holy I crap. <laughs> I actually have a quick story about that I'll share. But uh, I have a friend who, um, she, she like used to like love like watching these like haunted shows and about people telling stories about living in haunted houses and stuff or whatever. So it was fun. She'd come over, we watch it for hours. Yeah. And uh, she knew I was always into that. So she'd send me links. And uh, she said her friend or cousin was like, I think it was her cousin. She kept saying like, my house is haunted. And she used to like kind of ignore her. Like, oh, okay. Well, she said she was over there one time and um, she saw a movement of like two kids move past and like go upstairs and she thought it was her kids. And she was like, Tish, why aren't your kids in bed? She was like, no, I told you, I was on it. Those are the ghost kids we were always dealing with. And I, the first thing I asked her, I said, so how did your mind comprehend that? Because now you're saying, she's telling you what you didn't, you saw, you didn't see, and she's telling you what it is, but in the normal box, you can't like comprehend it. She was like, oh, I'm confused. And I was like, good. <laughs> now you're thinking, you're kind of confused. You can't just put it in that normal box that we always do. And I loved it when that happened, so. Me too, Dwayne. Yeah, because it really makes people's minds open to a whole nother level. Like, it's a different type of logic. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. So real quick, Dwayne, um, about protection measures. Do you have any, any type of advice that you could give our listeners or even to us? Like, what do you recommend is the best type of protection and why? When it comes to spirit, uh, definitely. I'll uh, tell you what I'm doing right now because, like I said, I, I, I pay attention to like a lot of white witchcraft type things now. That I felt like those are the best methods I've learned. 
Um, I mean, some people believe, like I believe even, even the charging of ambulance of protection, but for me, the things I always work with, sage, I keep some sage in a car even, so I'll sage the car after I leave a place and uh, even entering, you know, my house or whatever. Um, another thing that I've actually found that I think works great for me has been a, it's a gemstone. Uh, I think it's a gemstone anyway, obsidian. It's like a black rock obsidian and they say it like blocks negative energies and it's supposed to be like a protective stone that works really well. So I wear that around me for every investigation, like a bag of obsidian and uh, quartz. Yeah. And um, and also I've learned from uh, Wiccan world, uh, St. John Warts. I sprinkle it at my window and sprinkle it at my door and it like kind of like, feels like creates a barrier. And I feel like if mentally, I feel, you know, it's there, then hopefully the energy is being there to yeah. protect me from nothing comes in and out of my room with your, if it does, it's gonna be sitting at the front, the, the door more so than anything else, so. Exactly, yeah, and I think Nate relates a lot with you on this too, because he's done a lot of research when it comes to protection and mm -hmm. other natural positive uh, relics that you can use to protect yourself in the spiritual world. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, there's a lot. There is a lot, isn't there? Yeah. Some, some stuff people kind of you have to know how to use it but you also i mean if you're not if you think that like if you're not in the right mindset when you use it in my opinion i don't think it's gonna work because yeah. that's what i feel like too i feel like that too 100 percent. yeah it, ha it has to be you have to have the right intention you can't just like oh like i'm gonna go to the walmart and buy some sage and then sprinkle it around like yeah. that's not that'll work no you actually have to try to connect yourself to a certain level yeah. for it to work, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's where, like, I learned from, like, the Wick and all the intention, intent or energy and all of that, because it's true. It's like, you can throw sulfur. What I, well, the thing I've told my friend, they say burn sulfur around your house, and if bugs leave, then it's like, you know, a spirit, a bad spirit left or something. I was like, dude, you can burn this sulfur all day I'm giving you, but if it ain't, you know, if you don't believe in it, then whatever is sticking to you, uh, it's going to just stick there, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you guys on that. When it comes to these uh, protection methods, though, whether they're relics or a sage or anything like that, what do you feel is their energy that protects you? Like, are, are they natural positive energies or is it your spirit that connects to the object? Sometimes I feel like it's my own energy that really like charges the object. So it's really like a connection because I feel like wearing that bag around everywhere, it knows me, it's with me. It's always there by my heart, especially. Yeah. So I feel like we, by connecting and like you said, that, that intention and belief of our own kind of like makes that object powerful. It's almost as if like in the movies when you see the guy holding uh, the cross and then the, the vampire just crushes it. Like you don't believe that dude, <laughs> you yeah. know? So. Yeah, no. <laughs> that is, that's a really good example. <laughs> So and yeah. I think that every time I'm like, so when I get stuff, I'm like, I'm believing. <laughs> like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, better safe than sorry, <laughs> right, Twain? Yeah, it's, it's like you're focusing the energy to one spot, and it makes it powerful enough for you to actually be able to utilize it and keep things back. A hundred percent, I agree. So, Dwayne, I know that you're running a little short on time with the Sally. Before you go, if you have any type of social medias or any way for people to reach out to you in your local area or that just want to talk to you, do you have any social medias or outlets that people can reach you by? Yes, definitely. I'm uh, really I'm going to change my Instagram name, but for now it's pdx.terra, and I use that for everything now, like paranormal at the moment. Um, I don't use Twitter as much anymore, but we'll be working on that. But just hit me up on Instagram since most people have that and I'll message you and definitely would like to work with anybody who's, who wants to listen. Okay. And uh, for whenever you do change your name, do you have a email or anything that people could look you up to have? 100%. Yeah. Always message us, even if it's like paranormal inquiries at uh, Dwayne O. Johnson Jr. at gmail.com. 
<laughs> awesome. Nice. Awesome, Dwayne. Yeah, we'll for sure keep in touch with you, man. And it was a blast having you on the podcast. We'll have to bring you back, get some more time and talk some more stories because I think Nate and I had a really good time with this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely got more stories. I wish I could have spent more time because it sounds like we would have had like some fun for sure on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least two days worth, Dwayne. Yep. <laughs> <Easily>. <laughs> well, Dwayne, once again, man, thank you for coming on and uh, do keep in touch and we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, definitely. It was nice talking to you guys. You take care. All right, guys. I think that was a pretty good talk with Dwayne. I really enjoyed that conversation. Had a lot of uh, discussion on the protection method, which a lot of the things that he tied in were things that we've talked about with other people on our team, especially Kaylee and other investigators that we had that's come on the team and shared their experiences and methods and whatnot. So, I don't know, that, that was really interesting. I mean, just to have other people from around the world, even you know whether or not it's the United States or across country, it's nice to be able to have all these different relatable topics and protection methods. Some differ, of course, but in this case, there were a lot that I actually understood and kind of related to myself from experience. So. Nate, what about you? What, what do you think about the conversation with Dwayne? He was a joy to speak with, and he sounded very knowledgeable. Um, I thought it was very interesting to hear about, you know, some of his experiences that he's had personally, especially when he talked to us about um, when he was in school, um, walking back to his apartment, seeing this shadow figure in the window. Yeah, I, th I think from that experience, he was really, he was woken from that one experience. That's what really made him think about different protection methods. Because, I mean, yeah, you're looking for this type of stuff. You understand it to some extent. But, like you said, once you actually see this thing face-to-face, -face, it's kind of a surreal moment. It's like, okay, it's not just on TV. It's not just in books. It is very real. You know, and I think anybody in their right mind, once they witness something like that, you know, you're going to kind of branch out and look for a way to protect yourself because you can't just beat it up. You can't use a gun or a knife on it. You can't just call the cops and have it taken away. It just in this situation, things like that are just even to this day kind of taboo. You know, people look at you like you're weird or not understand you or not believe you. Yeah. So, and I also, I really keyed in a lot because there's a lot that you've shared with us on the podcast and, and even outside the podcast with different protection methods from the research that you've done and different things that you've been taught by other people. It's just a lot that you've understood and that you've maybe not completely understood, Nate, but at the same time you took it in you're like, all right, so if this protection method works but this one doesn't, what is the in-between of why it does and why it don't? You know, I mean, I mean I, there's a lot of things he said that you have also said. I've learned a lot of things from other people, and <clears throat> yeah. there are some things I still don't understand, but I... It, it all comes down to you have to have the right intention when using those things. You do. You really do. And, you know, jumping over to Ryan now, he's optimistic. You're optimistic, Ryan. But at the same time, you're, you're more or less like, I really have to see it to believe it, which I totally respect. And I'm in the same boat, too, sometimes, especially when it's something new to me that I've not experienced or I don't understand. I'm like, okay, I need to see this first before I can be like, yeah, I understand what you're saying and I believe you because I really don't. I'd be lying to them and myself. So with what we've shared with you from Dwayne, his experiences with the shadow person and his protection methods being, you know, energy crystals, I can say holy relics, but it doesn't have to be like a holy biblical relic. It can be something that you feel is safe. It can protect you from something evil, you know, whether or not it's a rosary, uh, a rock, some type of candle, 
some type of necklace or a charm, um, sage in you know Nate's case, different stuff like that. With these stories going on, I mean, we've talked about this several times, uh, different protection methods and all that stuff. How do you feel they tie into the real world and the spirit world? Like us as investigators, when we go on an investigation, what do you feel is necessary for protection? I guess for me going in, it's just more common sense of what you're going to get yourself into. Yeah. I mean, I don't wear any types of like religious relics or anything, um, but I just go in there. I guess I'm more open-minded to see if something happens. Yeah. Like, I, of course, I don't want something to attack me, but of course, I think I'm just more going into it and say, I just want to see what happens. And if I know something attaches to me, and they're like, okay, wow, this this really does happen. What I need to do next time to help protect myself. Yeah. Going forward, I think. I think when you use like the relics and stuff, I think you're based. I don't want to say you're afraid of it. Yeah. But it sounds. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds like you just. I mean, I, I don't know. It just seems like it's. it's, it's a, it seems like it's a blocker. I gotcha. To yeah. maybe, I don't know, like to understand it or something. You know what I mean? I just it just seems like a blocker. Well, what reason. what I tried to understand with Dwayne um, about his understanding of relics and actual like positive objects, I asked him, "What do you think actually charges them to make them able to protect you? Are they a natural element? You know, like silver or something in the ground, some type of rock, or is it something that you connect to yourself, like your own your own Personal, energy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like you actually focus your energy into this object." And it, it can be used like a weapon, in a, a spiritual weapon in a way. When you go into an investigation and you go there and you want to protect yourself and you don't have something to focus your energy to, it's just you and the location. So maybe some people are like, okay, I really need something. It's just me and this spirit or whatever's here. They kind of freak out. They panic. They don't know how to utilize their spiritual power or energy until they have an object in their hand. So maybe it's more of a mental thing. But they also connect their energy to it, and that kind of amplifies. And that's what we, Dwayne and I, kind of spoke about. Could be a possibility of why a quote-unquote relic or a energy rock could yeah. work. And how do you feel on that theory? I mean, obviously, no, it's just I, a theory. I mean, I mean but... no, I can, no, I, I mean, I, I would agree to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it makes sense to me, but at the same time, I don't know if you could just pick up an element or a rock and it's like automatically charged with something. I don't think you can say, hey, this rock is going to protect me. I feel yeah. like it's going to be like over time. Yeah. You have to put trust into their object that you're bringing with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and you're using your yeah. energy. Correct. So you know what it is at the same time of understanding it. Yeah. So I, I get that. So it's kind of like a connection. A um, Like you said, it's you building that trust and a focus of your energy into one object. I know I'm repeating words here, but it's just really making me think. I've never broken it down like this. It's pretty pretty interesting. Well, what about you, Nate? What do you think about the whole object and energy theory? I think that there are stones and natural elements that are charged because that's they attract energy. They're just made like that? Like yeah, a magnet? Yeah, because there's no way that limestone, for instance holds on to energy mm -hmm. there's a reason why there's a lot of activity somewhere that has a lot of limestone gotcha and uh i guess i don't really know because it's not i've never dealt with relics yeah all of us as individuals and Before. even as a team we've not really utilized mm -hmm. different items for protection or anything i mean i don't think we've used sage so far have we we haven't we haven't mm -hmm. used sage we haven't even used sage during an investigation or after 
I mean, luckily, thankfully, we haven't had to, for one. But at the same time, I've never felt the need to take something with us. I mean, I feel like I can protect myself. And even you guys, to some extent, with my energy, I don't need a relic. I don't need an item to take with me. I'm not against it. I'm totally fine with that because I feel like it could amplify the positive energy between all of this. It can make us feel more comfortable, all that good stuff. But I personally feel like I don't need that because where I'm at with my, sp my spiritual energy. But um, I'm totally open to it, though. That's for sure, you know, but whenever we go on investigations, like from last year, 2018, all the investigations we did, have you guys ever felt any like weird vibes to the point where you needed protection? Even when we had the little odd things that happened, did you ever feel like uncomfortable? No, I, I mean, I don't know. What about you, Nate? I mean, before we went to the Monroe house, just because <laughs> of all the stuff that we heard happened yeah. and assumed happened. You think that was just more of a mental yeah. challenge than, like, a spiritual vibe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any inputs, Ryan, about, like, the uh, negative effects of not protecting yourself? Like, let, let's say, here's a good example. Like, let's say we go to the mineral house again, or we go to a jail or an asylum, and we finally get something. Let's say you get scratched by literally... On your arms, it happens live. You see the scratches appear out of nowhere. There's no door. You're in the middle of a hallway, and it just goes down you. How would you react to protect yourself or just mentally? How would you react to a situation like that? I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, to me, I wouldn't want to freak out. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would, I would say, you know, I would say, okay, please do not do that to me. You know, I don't need to do this. You know what I mean? I yeah. think I would probably try to talk to it. You'd be firm. I'll be firm with it. Yeah. Like, don't do this to me. We're trying to, you know, have a nice, simple conversation. You know what I mean? Like, trying to be civil with it. But then, yeah. I mean, I think if it goes more aggressive, I think then you have to be more towards protection of if it's a relic or something like holy water or sage yeah. or something. Like, you know what I mean? Something that's of this world, but not yeah, directly physical. I don't think physical. you should yeah. go all the way to, like, something like holy water or something powerful. Yeah. For, I think you just work your way up to it if it's gotcha. really bad. So you're more of like a, a plug and play to see what does work and how much you would need of it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it's, it can be weird, you know, being in a situation like that. You know, we haven't had that since you and Nate's come on the team. We've had some weird situations, but nothing aggressive to that degree. But um, what, if, uh, what if it followed you home, Ryan? And, Nate, I'm going to ask you these questions too. But what if it followed you home, like maybe not even got the scratch on your arm, but you had something follow you home, you're having doors slam, you feel uneasy sleeping at night. You don't even feel safe in your own house. It's just a gut feeling. How would you take the next steps to protect yourself or get around that? Uh, probably call Shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me over. Shooter <laughs> over. Yeah. I can help. I can help. As long as you got good intentions, man, I got you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, like, is that what you would do? You'd I mean, no, have I mean, me come no, over? That's, that's what I do. I was like, yeah. I mean, cause you, you, you've been through before. Yes, I have. So, yeah. I mean, contact you first to yeah. see what we need to do or you come over and do see what you think it is and then we move on from there of course yeah yeah it's it's pretty weird you know whenever you have things follow you home i mean of course i brought it upon myself i took things home you know i i took souvenirs that i thought were cool and they were directed to some I mean, weird entity i mean if it's not like evil then yeah I wouldn't mind it, yeah it'd be kind of cool it'd be kind of cool to have somebody here now yeah yeah that, that would be neat yeah whatever i had was not nice though <laughs> Nate, what's your what's your opinion on it? Okay. Sometimes those good things can turn bad. 
they can be trickster-like. Is that not what you're saying? Mm-hmm. They act good at first, but they're actually malevolent. And who's to say? You know, it was a person. And then, you know, it's good. Mm-hmm. Acts good to get you over, and then, then takes advantage of you. Yeah. So, Nate, jumping to you, let's start, let's start off uh, reverse here with the questions. If you had something follow you home, and regardless if you knew it was good or bad, but you felt uneasy, you're having weird things happen in the house, what would what would be your first steps to protect yourself? I don't know, honestly. Really? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so you wouldn't use sage or, you know, have any type of method of like mentally keeping yourself strong? There's, I mean, you would use sage because there's sage here. Sage doesn't do everything. I mean, different yeah, sages have, have different doing, properties. But, no, I mean, like, sage doesn't, that sometimes isn't strong enough for whatever it is. Yeah. So, I mean. Would that be a first step for you, though? Would you at least try to sage maybe. the home? You'll probably go to a hotel. Go to a I'll hotel. probably think about it and then, <laughs> like, you know. They'll probably just take the test Baxter, like, if it's in the room. I'll just put Baxter in there and see if he does anything to Baxter. See if he reacts to it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Poor Baxter the ghost dog I had, a dream, I had a dream One time that was like Recurring like really? a long time ago When he was little Where we were in a house That was haunted And there was this one room in the front That had a ceiling fan And he was on the bed And every time I looked out in the hall There was these three figures That's really weird And then one day ever, all The room was tore up and his bed was down on the ground, and he was gone. What? And then I tried finding him for like three weeks. It was the same dream. That is really I weird. I kept stopping and then starting back up again the next day. Like a continuation? Mm-hmm. So, back to that original question. If you had something follow you home, you really wouldn't know what your first step would be? I mean, you said sage. I don't know how I would think about it. Like, yeah. think about... One day at a time. Sometimes it can be your mind because there's people who have thought they've heard stuff and were messed with and they were still kind of like not fully awake. Gotcha. So you just never know. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so let's say that you had a very odd experience during a investigation with the team. Like like, uh, what I asked Ryan. If you got scratched on the arm, you got slapped... You know, your glasses got knocked off, but you you could see everything live. You knew that it was something intelligent, but invisible, not physical. What would you do in a direct approach situation like that? Slap them back. (laughs) Slap them back? (laughs) Build up your chakra? No, I wouldn't. No? So, Nate, in a live, direct situation like that, if you were attacked, I know you said that you'd slap back, but you're just kidding. Seriously, what would you do? What would you do in that situation? Just say that don't bother me, whatever you are. So kind of like Ryan? Yeah. Like, don't... Like, is there something you need? I thought you would freak out more. I would. Yes. Okay. I mean, fear... Fear does make the situation worse. You know, if you do panic, it can feed whatever that negative entity is. First of all, Ryan likes to seem like he wouldn't freak out, but he probably would. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not the one who freaked out in the woods about a squirrel. <laughs> Jump down from the trees, I heard feet steps walking behind me. Feet steps? 
It was a squirrel with shoes. We still, <laughs> yeah. we still need to shoes. listen to that. Yeah, yeah. G- go back and listen to it again. You need me to get those DVPs. <laughs> These guys are so easily distracted. Was a squirrel, you're like a little chirp. <laughs> then this whole time we've been sharing the story, and people are like, "You guys are freaking out." I know. I said it was fake all along. A ghost squirrel. You guys went, you know. I personally, it was a ghost squirrel. Now, actually, you probably need to listen to that one where you and Kaylee heard something at the gravestone. Oh, like yeah. When you guys heard the humming. Mm-hmm. We heard the humming. Yeah. So, Nate, so you both said, both of you have agreed that you guys would just deal with it on spot as like, leave me alone, don't touch me, you're not allowed to mess with me, and do your best not to panic. After I panic. After you panic. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, in my situation, as Ryan kind of already highlighted, I've had something follow me home before, so I'll start with that. And, you know, I've talked about this story plenty of times, and Ryan's very ecstatic right now. (laughs) So is Nate. (laughs) Both falling asleep. So basically for a month, I had something follow me home because I took some stuff from a location, as plenty of people know. And I really didn't know what to do for a while. I thought I was sick. I went to the doctor twice. You know, doctor told me I had anxiety. Nothing really changed with anxiety or anything. So I finally had a epiphany. And I was like, okay, I'm a paranormal investigator. This is possibly a spiritual attachment. Well, I took everything back to the location I got it from. I have personal prayers, so I said a prayer. And that same night, everything stopped. And it happened for a month. It's pretty weird. So when it, com- when it comes down to that, for me, I know how to push these things back obviously if you have attachments or objects take it back for me it's prayer if you don't have objects then it might be the home itself it might be the land it might be an object that came with the house you know so stuff like that you may want to cleanse you can sage uh, whatever it is that you have and we've also discussed about prayer too it doesn't have to be biblical prayer it could be a prayer of just positive energies like Nate brought up you know it doesn't have to be directed towards a specific God or thing as long as it's a positive type of mindset that could put you on the right path of spiritually protecting yourself because everyone has different beliefs, you know, and I believe everyone has the possibility of having protection, whatever that path may be. But as for a investigation itself, when it comes down to protecting yourself during an investigation, that can be tricky. It depends on if you want to stay there first off after you get attacked or after you have some type of really weird or unsafe type of you know happening occur uh, typically we like to stay around so if I get scratched if I get attacked I'm going to say my personal prayers I'm going to tell this thing like Nate and Ryan would to back off be firm about it stand my ground we all have free will so I feel that itself is a power it's a spiritual power and that's going to be able to give you that little bubble of safety give you that time to kind of you know, redirect your thoughts to what are you going to do? Are you going to stay there and continue to investigate? Are you going to leave? Do you feel certain that you can keep these spiritual attachments away from you and your loved ones? All that good stuff. Typically, on an investigation, we don't take anything with us. You know, it's something that we've discussed on starting to do. Take some sage, take holy water, take uh, anointing oil, take different relics and uh, crystals, different stones like that. But for the most part, we've not. And we've had some pretty you know, good results from the, the energies that we take with us you know, of being protected. And also for the fact that we haven't really had too many uh, negative encounters to begin with. So 
But when it comes down to it, you know, just be firm, be strong to your best ability. Don't panic, don't freak out, even though it's natural too, it's going to happen. But as long as you don't just give in to whatever it is that's scaring the hell out of you, you're going to be fine. You know, it's not like the Hollywood movie show where a, a spirit or a demon's going to come out and just grab you by the throat and rip you apart. Doesn't work that way. Not typically. <laughs> but, um,. You just have to remember that real investigating can be boring compared to the TV shows, and it can also be a little more scary than the movies, but also not as helpless as the movies show. There's more chance and possibilities of actually being protected. And back to Dwayne and his methods, I really feel like he touched down pretty good on the basics of protecting yourself and being able to understand what to do when you're in a situation you're not used to, especially being spiritual you know so I thought it was a pretty good talk and a lot of things that we touched up on like I said they were pretty regular and very relatable you know because we've talked to a lot of people on this topic and all that good stuff so I thought it was a pretty good time Ryan you got anything else that you'd like to put in with our investigations that we've had or upcoming in protection are there any new methods that you would like to try for this year's investigation? Better yet, yeah. Let me, let me rewind that. For this year's investigations, is there anything new that you would like to try protection-wise? Pentagram. Pentagrams? you like to try that? See if it works? <laughs> with candles around it. Really? Yeah. So like a salt pentagram? Yeah, I'd get a sheep. Okay. A sheet? Sheep. Okay, sheep. Oh, so you're talking about uh, sacrificial pentagrams. Pentagrams are pagan. <clears throat> yeah, but he's talking about sacrificial. He's wanting to get a sheep and cut its throat and do a blood sacrifice. Yummy. <laughs> so we're going to write that down as Ryan's joke for the night. But no, in all seriousness, are there any new methods that you'd like to try this year? Salt. I mean, we could do a salt pentagram. You know, I mean, see if that, if we had something so we negative. try like Himalayan salt and Morton salt and... I mean, I know that you sounds funny. <laughs> you don't try Morton salt. <laughs> I mean, in all seriousness, I think it would be kind of beneficial to try different types of salts. Black salt. Yeah. See if they had different types of effects, because one might work, one I might do nothing. That it's is not salt. Well, so, well, salt. What is salt? Work? Salt is a pure element, and pepper is pepper is a plant. So salt is a rock. That's why it's like a pure Peppercorn. natural element. So Ryan is wanting to try salt methods for this year of 2019. Nate. What would be a new method of protection that you would like to try to implement, if we have to? Holy water. Holy water? Yeah. What about anointing oil? Would you guys no. be for that, too? No. What if it has no fragrance? No. <laughs> no. No. Why not anointing oil? Because you... you you've ruined the whole thing. <laughs> that is because we had a talk about somebody freaking fake out. Dybbuk yeah. box. Yeah, talk about somebody else freaking out over nothing. And a, I am allowed to. I got excited. I wasn't freaking out. I was excited. I, I was, I was protectively excited. Yeah, that's what it was. And I'm sorry, but my anointing oil smells good. It's it got rosemary it in it. Disgusting. Well, it's powerful. I'm sorry. Anyways, and it holy holy oil, holy water for, for that's Nate. More for next week's podcast, guys. <laughs> we're talking about the nice box of shooter bought. Oh my god. Yeah, our uh, our finale for this season. I'm sure I'm gonna get a lot of. A lot of crap from Ryan on that one. It's gonna it's gonna be good. So save it all, build up all your all your good stuff you gotta say towards Schuler. Negativity. <laughs> yeah, your negativity. And I'm gonna bring my <laughs> my salt and all my protection elements to fight fight you off. 
All right, so we have salt methods from Ryan, holy water methods from Nate. For me, I would actually like to try um, crystals and different rocks. Dwayne was saying a really good one to start with would be like obsidian. That'd be a rock that you'd want to try out and look into. And I mean, we've we've heard so many different people and so many different like methods with crystals and rocks. I mean, I'm really starting to get a little curious here to see what could or couldn't be of these. So I think that's a method I'd like to take in a 2019 for protection just to see what happens. You know, I think that'd be pretty cool. Are you getting some research up there, Nate? I'm looking at holy water. Okay. So these guys are doing their good old-fashioned research and stuff. I think Ryan's just kicking back. That's all right. But, uh, but yeah, so I think we have our 2019 protection methods pretty much down. Good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, 2019 I think is pretty much set. And uh, I also think we covered this topic pretty well, too. What do you guys think? Yeah. Pretty much? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we all would like to thank Mr. Dwayne Johnson for stopping by and talking with PILT on the Pair Connection podcast. Thank you, Dwayne, for coming on. We hope to have you on again and talk some more about your paranormal investigations that you have set up for this year and possibly some new protection methods or even, you know, the ones you talked about this time, how they've worked for you. So looking forward to that as well. As you guys know and remember, you can always contact Dwayne on Instagram or check out his Gmail. Or you could even message us and we'll get you in contact with them if you're in the Oregon area or surrounding states. And also, you guys know that if you want to contact us, you can check us out on Google. Type in PILT Paranormal. You'll find out all of our little social media outlets that we have. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or website. And, of course, our podcast. And eventually, check us out on YouTube. Be sure to follow us and subscribe to us. All that good stuff if you want to keep up to date with us and our adventures. And also, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can drop us a message or a comment down below. And let us know how you think what you'd like to hear or even if you'd like to get onto our podcast or if you're in the local area jump on the team with us and do a guest investigation we're always open to those of course we're always open to help out people and also work alongside with them too so as always we'd like to thank you guys for dropping by and listening to our podcast and we hope to have you guys stop by once again and listen to our next and actually our finale podcast for our first half of the 2019 year Nate, Ryan, do you guys have anything else to say? No. No? Pretty much done? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening once again. And as always, stay frosty. And we'll talk with you next time.